to be present, we must be intentional. And to bear fruit, we must feed the soul. You're listening to Positive and Ponder. Welcome back to another episode of Positive and Ponder. Thank you so much for being here. So happy to be here today and with my lovely guests that I will introduce later. If this is your first time here, this podcast talks about everything and anything in the aim to give you some encouragement, some perspective, um, some enlightenment, and where we just grow and where imperfect people come together and just talk about life and just going through it and how we can learn from one another and how vulnerability is a great strength and I'm so excited for my guest today I have Eden Strawn who I just met not too long ago but the moment I saw her she was such a light in the room honestly even just in the small moment that we had together I'm so excited to have her here and so honored honestly um, knowing your schedule and you'll talk more about that <laughs> um, to be here in my humbled apartment um but I'm so excited. Uh, Eden is the founder and author of Black Girls Need Love. And I'm so excited to really show and share with all of my audience members of the good works that you do and how you've been such a light and an encouragement, how you empower young girls, especially of color, bringing them resources. And I am, and we talked about this earlier, I am so drawn and interested in hearing about the in-between moments of how you got to where you are today and the trials the tribulations but also the triumphs but yeah thank you Eden for being here how are you I'm great thank <laughs> you for such a kind introduction sure. wow. um thank you for having me I literally love you know just talking about the work because it's just so close to me so thanks for giving the opportunity absolutely and this is a safe uh, space for you and I'm really interested personally to learn your journey um and also as well women too and how um, there can be a lot of circumstances and limitations and I love hearing the stories of women kind of thrush to that and through it and getting over those mountains so I'm excited to learn from you but um, I like to start off with a question before talking about anything professional or career-based just to so my audience members can get to know you a little bit more and me as well what is your ideal day? Oh my goodness, I would love to wake up at like maybe nine o'clock, mm-hmm. go to the gym, get a really nice breakfast, and then definitely hot tub or the beach or something. Um, go to Ross, my favorite store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, dinner on the deck, maybe a barbecue with friends and family, and then go to bed early and get started the next day with my work love it i love it very simple very relaxed yeah and, and this is not a promo for ross i just <laughs> love that store 
girl. My shoes are from Ross. Yeah. What can you say? Like, it is a really Ross. good star. So. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. I love yeah. asking my guests that because it kind of gives a glimpse of who they are, you know, outside of being a professional and um, our careers and everything and just who we are as a core, at the core as humans. But um, yeah, for my audience member, and we're specifically talking about what you're doing, the tremendous things you're doing. So can you talk more about Black Girls Don't Get Love? Yes, so Black Girls Don't Get Love, it's a book and multimedia coming-of-age brand for girls of color. Uh, We provide content and experiences for girls of color to feel seen and celebrated for the skin that they're in. Um, That comes in the form of, like, our book, um, our prom, slumber party, outdoor exploration. Mm -hmm. These are large-scale experiences to make girls of color feel special. Um, And so at any given time, I have uh, 50 to 100 girls of color in a room. Um, where we pamper them, make them feel special through um, a slumber party where we brought in uh, cosmetologists from BOCES to, yeah, it was amazing, do like hair, nails, makeup, facials. Uh, We partnered with um, a bunch of um, outdoor brands for um, our outdoor exploration. And so um, this binoculars company um, called Knox, Mm -hmm. they sponsored like... um, bunch of binoculars for the girls to be able to go on like a birding hike with this expert ornithologist um, named Isaiah Scott and that was super cool to like you know bring girls of color to the outdoors courtesy of this um, program called Ladders to the Outdoors and it's just really cool to like you know flip a lot of these like traditional coming of age moments on their head Mm -hmm. we've done like our prom where we um, had girls of color come to just um, get pampered for an evening where we you know had prom dresses um thousands of dollars of sponsorships like raffles games um and just like making sure that like they felt special for a night and that's like Mm -hmm. our goal with all our all of our events to like just make sure that we're um boosting self-esteem but also providing value so like um not only just helping people to see themselves in a positive light, but then empowering them to like have the skills that they might need in the workforce. Um, that came in the form of our recent film training program where girls across the country like came in um, from 10 different states to uh, Syracuse, New York, where um, Black Girls Don't Get Love is based to mm-hmm. um, learn about the media industry. That's beautiful. That is awesome. Thank you. That's Thank amazing. You. Um, well, of course, I'm sure this was not an idea that just came to your mind like mm-hmm. overnight. Um, what kind of led you to and what inspired you to get to um, create this nonprofit? Yeah, so um, so Black Girls Will Get Love, Inc. is our nonprofit arm. And um, that is where Black Girls Don't Get Love does all our philanthropic initiatives, such as our prom, slumber party, outdoor exploration. Um, and our film training program. But like the overall Black Girls Don't Get Love book and the brand was inspired by my personal experiences growing up, feeling out of place because of my hair, because of my skin. Mm -hmm. Um, I was um, able to study the works of like Audre Lorde, Patricia Hill Collins. These are black feminist theorists who um, really put into language um, what microaggressions could do to on black women and their self-esteem and um, just the way that they were perceived in society. And so like getting to study like their works was like almost like a call to action for me Hmm. to like be able to say, oh, my goodness, like I like actually feel like my experiences are legitimate because um, they were put into academic language and they were like um, accessible to um, us to like read and study and kind of like understand like, you know, complex DEI concepts. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, 
having the opportunity to study these things, then I kind of was like, okay, I can use my platform and media mm-hmm. um, and my you know passions for storytelling and social impact work to build something that um, you know intersects all of my you know my skills and my love for like you know storytelling and um, for elevating black women and girls. Love that. And you mentioned how you were in journalism before. Yeah. Did you ever think you would go into this <laughs> route? Like, was there like a specific specific event that kind of triggered you to take that you know leap of faith really yeah so I've been doing it for a while but just honestly fell into it um Mm. just by chance and um I think it's really special just like how it all happened because um I've been doing it like in the morning at night (laughs) and you know going to work in between and like Mm. you know to be able to have that moment to do it full time it's like wow like I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing because everything's kind of like lining up and the resources are lining up the um the contacts the support in terms of like you know people showing up to our events like you can do great things but then nobody comes and it's like you know what's the point if you're doing it just for your friends and family like I mean like of course like they support you and stuff but you want people to buy in you want people to like actually come like and Mm -hmm. like not do it just because they love you but because they see value so like Mm -hmm. it just kind of like you know started to grow and like I started like feeling like um you know our community is actually behind us so like Mm. let me continue to grow it that's awesome that's awesome and I know a lot of what you do is about empowerment and I love that Um, empowering these girls how did you find that confidence yourself (laughs) 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 was it a journey did it just show up or (laughs) well I mean to be honest like you gotta get the confidence every single day like you know it's to like say that you just always have the confidence it's not true like mm-hmm. you know I think this work is a climb to like um have you know put yourself out there especially you know things that are inspired by personal experiences you don't at least for me I didn't want this to be a brand that was just about me I wanted mm-hmm. it to be about okay. a shared experience and so like to have people like be able to resonate with a story that um you know started from my experience but also represented a lot of us um that means listening that means like you know being humble enough to like hear other people's experiences and Mm -hmm. be sensitive enough to like you know say like it's not about like commercializing pain it's about Mm -hmm. um building community and so you know it's a it's like a journey to have that confidence but then when one person speaks up and you have that confidence to like put your story out there then other people start speaking up and then it becomes like this really beautiful chain reaction of things so oh that's amazing um well again i just gotta give you the roses and the flowers and when <laughs> i was watching you. your like content you literally give roses to these girls which is so thank sweet. you <laughs> it is so sweet. it is that's like my favorite part so when we do our events every single event we want to set the tone for um our participants so they come in they are greeted with roses and tiaras and mm-hmm. um they walk down our pink carpet and it's like this experience where you know we're just validating them when they come in the space not because of something that great that they did but just because of who they are and so setting that tone has been really um very important for our success because it has kind of leveled the playing field like you know in terms of like everybody matters here mm-hmm. and what does that actually look like beyond buzzwords beyond mm-hmm. um you know all of that like traditional things that people 
you know, say, but then don't actually implement. So sure. I think that it's really cool to like see the impact of um, humanizing people, like, and just mm. like, you know, getting at the core because we've had people that, like I've had girls as young as five as participants and women as old as 57. And like, uh-huh. that's like wow. sample is like so wide. And I remember in the early days of doing this, people were like, how is that gonna work? Like that's too wide of age range. Mm. And like, granted it was only supposed to be 13 to 25, but then had like parents on Facebook saying, we want our kids, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to do this, hopefully when they grow up or whatever. And it's like, just bring them now. We don't know what we're gonna be doing in the next few years. Yeah. So like, you know, we don't want to promise those type of things. We want people to just be able to experience it now. And so, um, having them come and then having women that just haven't had the space to like deal with the things that uh, they were going through, um, you know, have that safe space and like community. It's just been like really wonderful. That's great. Yeah. And especially you and we were talking about earlier, like I was just calling you, seeing you just boss woman. (laughs) You you. have a lot on your plate. So I'm sure handling all of this is not easy. What are the challenges? If any, you feel comfortable sharing any challenges that you face, um, and kind of how you, because a lot of about what we talk about on this podcast is how life is real. Like, you know, we go through so many trials, but um, uh, we do hopefully eventually see the light at the end of the tunnel. So what kind of keeps you going every day? I mean, yes, it is a job, but what is it that keeps you going? I think it's the passion for the work, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um nonprofit work and anyone that works in nonprofits know they know it's <laughs> it's like low paying thankless work <laughs> mm-hmm. but at the same time people across the country do it all the time because they love what they do and so to know that you're making an impact to like see just lives like being transformed in in person like you know seeing girls like who were bullied at school walk down your carpet and telling them that they're pretty and that they matter and giving them a crown and giving them roses and like just seeing their eyes light up and like you know people you know frequently cry they frequently say like I'm just so happy like I've had five-year-olds tell their parents that this is the best day of their entire life Mm. like all this hard work was worth that moment and so you know on the hard days of like doing this type of stuff um that's like the things that I go back to I have like videos on our social media because I try to like share those moments so that people can see see the impact but also I also share them for myself so that I'll never lose them and I'll be able to come back to them and be like this is my why Mm, yeah knowing your why is so important you have to you have to know it like (laughs) and remember it every single day yeah you really do you really do and I feel like even like with the community members that we've been able to meet, like that has also been so, so cool because um, when you're living in a community, sometimes you can feel like you're just one person. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing something that people can resonate with and you're building like, um, you're creating something that people can get behind, it seems like you just have like an army of like goodness around yeah. you and so that's I'm sure like, you feel like alone at <laughs> times <laughs> sometimes I do <laughs> but more often than not like I feel yeah. supported exactly. just just the way that people poured into us like we've had a lot of success coming out you know our first year and stuff and um 
you know, like the work is hard, but to see people walk beside you and say, let me help you carry this load, like figuratively and literally, like mm. it was, it's, it's funny. Cause we have, um, we started this and I was able to fit all of the supplies that we had for like our programming in my car. At this point, we have five car loads of I'm sure stuff. Your car mileage? Oh my goodness, <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> Just the back and forth, right. but it's like hopefully oh, we're wow. blessed with a van someday yes, or something yes. like that. Because I mean, it's just like that's just how much like you know people are willing to support you know yeah. transporting things, setting things up, tearing them down. I really like to acknowledge the people that do this work alongside of us, like board members volunteers friends family like they're the ones that show up and help it's like I cannot do this stuff by myself and so to make sure that you know people know that it takes a village to do this type of work Mm -hmm. um but not only um that it takes them to do it it takes them to sustain it Mm -hmm. um and so I think that's the promise of like what we have is that so many people are actually invested Mm -hmm. um they want to like see this grow and um you know see people continue to be impacted by it yeah great well again you do a lot for other people and of course with good intention and and loving and having so much passion how do you find the time to kind of do that for yourself too yeah well I mean it's a journey for us all yeah (laughs) I won't say that I you know take all the time in the world for myself because it's funny when you're passion becomes your work Mm -hmm. like how do you separate that um like I my um original career was journalism and so you know I loved like more so documentary video journalism type story and storytelling and um I remember when I was getting started just pounding the pavement any chance I got I was shooting I was editing because I knew the level that I wanted to be at and then you know, I finally achieved that level. Um, I was able to take a step back from it, but at the same time, I was always searching for the next opportunity, searching for, you know, how do I continue to elevate my career and all that. And so to like, you know, constantly feel like you're in this like rat race of like, how do I keep getting better? How do I like, I love what I do, but I also need to continue to get to the top. Like Mm. that's, it's endless. And so, you know, trying to find find those boundaries of like, okay, like I love what I'm doing but I also need to rest I need to work out I need to spend time with family and friends I need to like do things that feel like not only my work and my um like career but also just hobbies things that I actually enjoy and so um like over the last couple years I've started to um prioritize that because the burnout especially when you do things on like such a large scale it's just real Um, And so trying to like find that balance of like, okay, you know, if we're going to be doing this huge event, like I don't need to be doing another huge event for another couple months. Let me like recalibrate and get things back on track before trying to do whatever. And it's funny because I think April 2023, I had like large events all month every single weekend i was taking the kids on like a like camping trip like three hours out of town and like i was you know doing podcasts i was doing um a table read and a bunch of other things i can't remember i was doing so much i can't even remember all of it and so every single weekend that month was packed and then may was my birthday and that was like i'm off the grid (laughs) i literally cannot i cannot take a message because (laughs) i literally just work so hard and so um 
you know, it's it's like it's like a huge swing. Like sometimes it's better than others, but I also think that it's like it keeps us humble mm-hmm. to like you know know that you can't do it all by yourself. And um, when you do try, you know, you might get burnt out. So yeah, and whether your hard work is going anywhere, and then we just so happen to run into this situation that's really, that really affirming to <laughs> yeah. you that you know you are reaching hearts you are reaching people and that's amazing yeah. uh, no. so Thank shout out to Barnes and Noble <laughs> shout out to the publisher like they did something right <laughs> um so a question that I I wanted to ask was um of course you are here as definitely as a role model for these young girls um who were your role models growing up so I think my biggest role model was probably my mom. Mm. Um, and I have a lot of memories, like, um, when we were young, um, some of my mom's friends would come over and they would say um, words of affirmation to us. Um, one of them was, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And um, I remember, like, you know, just my mom, like, you know, doing our hair before school and stuff and, like, just, you know, trying to affirm us that we were beautiful, that your hair is beautiful, those type of things. And, like, um, you don't, like, sometimes realize how much, like, small moments mean to you, mm-hmm. but they add up. Um, and so for even us and the work that we do now, it's like, you know, it is a small gesture to mm-hmm. give someone a tiara and to tell them that they're beautiful and give them their flowers and stuff. But also these sometimes happen to be defining moments that someone will, you know, grow up and what years down the line, like say, I remember when I was a kid, there mm-hmm. was this organization that did this for us and it made me feel special. Um, and I hope that people like will walk away with those like type of like positive memories because at least for me, like with all the chaos and commotion, like, and growing up in a world that, sometimes doesn't make you feel pretty like you do Mm. cling to moments that are affirming and so kind of trying to pay that forward Mm -hmm. and yeah and I'm a early childhood um educator and studying that and I understand you know when you really want to reach out to especially the youth because that's really their prime years they everything that happens within those young years really trail off into who they become as adults and so it's really it's really great that you're doing that um for these young people um do you have any do can you recall any instance with a particular maybe individual or young girl that has kind of stuck with you um something that you think about even if it happened years ago like what was that like and what was that experience just like the girls that mm-hmm. I've been able Personally, to work yeah. with. Oh yeah, I have these moments all the time, and so um, there's girls that come into our program that you know have been bullied because of their hair, their skin. Um, they might be someone with a disability, um, and they come into our program and they're like, you know, I found friends. Like I found mm. people that really accept me. I have you know videos on our Instagram of you know people saying like you know this program gives me purpose this makes me feel like I have a place to belong and so those anecdotes um are things that I hear often and to me that's what you know keeps me going like we talked about um because if 
we're not making the impact. We're not doing anything, mm-hmm. you know, like it's always fun to, um, you know, throw a huge party and, you know, have girls enjoying themselves and stuff. But at the core, what are we doing? We are supposed to be changing the way black women and girls are perceived in society. If we're not doing that and we're not boosting their self-esteem, um, then the work is not, you know, being fulfilled in the way that it should. And so um, to hear those testimonials and um, hear from families who um, bring their kids back time after time, and it's really cool because... I'll get a lot of repeat individuals participating, but I'll also get new kids every single time. And so that's like really cool to uh, be having such a wide reach. I remember our first event, um, people would ask me, where are you going to get your girls from? Where are you going to? I'm like, I don't know, like hope that they'll come. But also did the work and pounding the pavements, knocking on doors and Mm -hmm. trying to go to cheerleading practices and different places to um find my target audience because sometimes they are overlooked in you know unique places um in our area and so making sure that you know the same people are not you know getting over targeted so you can you know reach out to those folks but also try to like branch out and so um to see um a whole year later like people actually coming from far and wide we've Mm -hmm. had uh girls for our training program come from across the country i had a girl take a plane and a bus to get here um 10 different states were represented um, on our training program and that was really cool seeing kids fly in from across the country to be here and so Mm -hmm. you know it's just like it's validating that you know it matters and that people desire this type of work Mm -hmm. that's a great thing to wake up to knowing that and remembering yeah. that that's great yeah it was amazing when I logged on and saw that <laughs> I was just like no way I'm sure even. you've had many moments where you're like what <laughs> <laughs> I, I frequently do because you know you you hope you hope that yeah. people will receive it well but yeah. I mean what you can't you you can't be sure you only put out the work and you hope that people accept it mm-hmm. um that people resonate with it so mm-hmm. when it does you know have that impact it is like the best feeling. Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, sp- talking to our audience or anyone listening um, who may want to pursue something, um, kind of, you know, knowing that there's a need in their community or, you know, in a bigger field, um, what would be your advice to kind of do that? I know, of course, it's a long journey, of course. But yeah. what would you say to those individuals? So. Um, in my former career, we did a lot of pitching. And I guess <laughs> in this career, you also do a lot of pitching, sure. but in a different way. You do a lot yeah. of pitching everywhere. But um, that's something that I remember is on them saying, what makes your uh, project unique? Why now? Mm. Um, and that was supposed to be, like, the kicker to whatever great idea you were trying to get picked up. And so um, I would just encourage people that are trying to pilot something new to say why does this matter who is my audience and why is this relevant now mm-hmm. i think different things have different relevance based on you know current social trends or um you know just needs in the market or whatever but um for us like we're looking at the lack of black female representation in the coming of age genre and how it represents the erasure of black girlhood in society and so um the coming of age genre is completely 
untapped for girls of color yes we have you know you know things like the summer i turned pretty or um whatever and we have this huge canon of great american coming-of-age films but where are the black female characters um and black female characters that are not you know facing police brutality and violence um like in films like the hate you give you know Mm. we we need to have black girls coming of age and having their um, moments where they get to go to prom and fall in love and just be kids and so that's what I did my TEDx on and um, I you know frequently try to uh, bring in like um, inspiration from uh, content that like is already out there and say Mm -hmm. why are we not seeing this like it's like a 30 year time span of great American coming of age films like what is the problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and Mm -hmm. so I really have no problem being the person to change that. I want to be the person to change it because I have that passion and I personally resonate with the story. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can, you know, contribute because I lived a lot of those experiences. And so people often say also make work about things that you know about, things that you're passionate about. Don't try to tell other people's stories. I think that's also really important. If you want to tell a story that is not in a group that you're you're not part of, bring in someone that has that direct experience and partner with them and see like mm-hmm. how you guys can collaborate to bring something to life. But really just making sure that authenticity is like the number one thing that you're bringing um, because you can't, you can't make that up. And I feel like um, at least for us, I think that people can see that this is real, that it is like inspired by um, personal experiences, but also yeah. that we want to have a community of people that, just feel special and feel seen and valued and so you know like doing something so real and honest like it just inevitably attracts other people yeah and that's why i was attracted to you <laughs> thank you <laughs> i was actually thank joking you. with henry when i met when i met eden i was like uh henry you can go back to new york i'll, I'll keep eden over here i'll keep her over here because i love i love what you do and thank i'm you. so i'm cheering you on girl oh my goodness and you know you're just saying like you, you need you know there needs to be more representation especially in films like you uh, just hearing your story and doing you know you doing what you're doing is a is a film i see already in the future you know Mm, you're just like one of the great examples (laughs) of what it means to to really push for something that you're so passionate about something that um it's really your life story and and that's what we push also here on positive and ponder about the importance of your story and how um many things in our lives will try to invalidate us or try to um persuade us that we aren't enough or that we will never meet a certain expectation and um, and that's, I'm glad that we collabed today, yeah. um, to, and although d- a little bit different in certain ways, but for the most part, um, very purpose driven and the same reasons to just empower, to encourage, to just remind everyone that we are all human and that mm. that is something that we could just start there from conversation. Yeah. I think just having conversation is where um where great strength can happen more empathy can happen more peace more love and yeah so i'm cheering you on so um another uh i guess one of the last questions i have for you what is your greatest goals i'm sure there's many especially like in the deeper end of, of what you do in the business but um what are your greatest goals and intentions for your organi- organization in the ne- these next years these next months yeah so i hope that um 
the Black Girls Don't Get Love book will ultimately become a television show. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really working really hard on that. And so I'm um, in our, my private company um, working on that. And then on um, uh, Black Girls Will Get Love, Inc., our nonprofit arm, I'm working on continuing uh, to grow our philanthropic initiatives and um, spread um, more widely um, across the country and make sure that, you know, the work that we're doing can be um, accessible because a lot of people experience this stuff. And so, um, you know, you can't put a dollar amount on self-esteem. And mm -hmm. um, I think that with us, um, we want to, like, make sure that uh, cost is not a barrier. And so expanding our reach and our partnerships um, nationally to be able to continue to bring um, these type of experiences to um, whoever needs them um, mm -hmm. is a huge goal. And so, yeah, I think um, those are my top two goals. But um, overall, like, my vision for Black Girls Don't Get Love is to have it to be as big as Disney. I want to be a Disney competitor. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to do the... Um, you're gonna the, look back at this podcast and be like, I, "Oh my god!" I can't wait. I really can't <laughs> wait. I I really want to provide those like large scale experiences and do, um, you know, content, um, but also provide like that, um, experiential um mm -hmm. aspects where people can like experience the the black girls don't get love world and story, um, through our prom, summer party, outdoor exploration any other cool ideas I come up with <laughs> over yeah. that time period um, in a physical location and stuff. So Awesome. And for our audience, for those who were touched by this or um, found interest in, in what she's doing, um, what how can we reach you? How can yeah. we find out more? What can we do to support you? Sure. So you can visit blackgirlsdon'tgetlove.com. That's where um, we have all of our um, content um, in terms of the experiences that we've already done. Um, then you can reach out there. There's a contact page. And then you can also follow us on social media and definitely share our work. Um, that definitely helps and goes a long way. Yay. Well, thank you, Eden. Yes. Um, so <laughs> thank honored you, to Bowie. have you. Thank you so much for taking time to be here, having dinner with us, yeah, getting to know so you sweet. was such a joy. And I feel like I just have to tell you, like, you are doing exactly what you need to do at this very moment. So Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I love being here and um, congratulations to you and like all the work that you're doing. Cause, um, I think there needs to be uh, more people that are confident enough to take that like leap of faith. So uh -huh. congrats to you too. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Well, thank you again. And thank you for those who listened. I hope you learned something. I hope you uh, gained something today and hopefully empowered you today, you know, for anyone who may have been in situations where they did not feel worthy or did not feel loved. Um, there's many people out here to tell you that you are, including us. And um, please, we're going to put more um, information about um, Eden's things in our description so you can get a hold of her. And please, anyone out there who'd love to collab and, and see, you know, sees her vision come to life, please um, let us know, let her know. We are here to also support you in any way that we can. Um, but that's it. Uh, 
if you like this please subscribe um you can follow us on all of our socials um stay tuned for some future events we just had our second event already um, we had a very very successful positive in pains and it was so amazing seeing you guys in person connecting with you all is still very a surreal feeling that i'm experiencing um right now but i'm just super grateful and so excited to see what's next for positive and ponder um but yeah that's it um don't forget guys to always love to always be curious and to always ponder bye <laughs> I love it. I love it.